This week, we're talking about all the winners and losers of the past week. This is the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. I am your host, Spencer, and with me is a man who thinks, you know what? Heroes do do that, DC. It's my co-host, Mike. Mike, how are you? I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> um, no, I don't want to know. I want to think about it. I'll get back to you next week. Yeah. No, you'll... Yeah. Um, <laughs> you are in for a treat. You are in for a treat. Is this something I should Google? Um... I I think if you are on Twitter, uh, you'll you should find go to Iffy, go to Iffy's uh, Twitter, and uh, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. But uh, how you doing? How 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 was your past week? Good. I got my wife to play a game with me, so that was an <gasps> achievement in itself. I got her actually. We got her her first ever achievement. Achievement unlocked. Let's go. Yeah. I put a. She. It turns out she had. Um, See, I don't know if she had an Xbox profile. She might have. Anyway, she had something like inherently through Windows. Um, and she we play Among Us every now and then that she bought through the Windows store. So like, well, I'll just I'll set you up uh, an Xbox account and, and we did that. Um and I put it on my Series X, because uh, we started playing It Takes Two. Oh nice. Uh it's been a lot of fun. Um it's it's funny to see I don't know. I I guess I was kind of surprised. Like I just expected it to just kind of be like um just a just a fun mess around thing. Maybe we do it once and, and that's it. Um But I I think she's enjoying it. I mean I'm having fun. Um it's actually like a pretty some some places like the platforming is actually pretty like rigorous. Yeah. Um and I feel like Justine's always like, oh, man, I'm really going to suck at this. And then she just nails it. <laughs> and it's, it's funny because she, like, when we're at her parents' house, they have the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So we play Super Mario all the time. And she kicks my ass at it. I just suck at Mario. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm decent at platforming. I don't know why. It's just Mario. I, I'm just not good at it. Um, so... Yeah, we played that. She got her first achievement. A very, uh, very proud moment for me. <laughs> I love she it. She was underwhelmed, I guess. I was <laughs> whelmed. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, so good wholesome moments in gaming. And then uh, other oh. than that, I started digging a little deeper into Far Cry 5. Oh, nice. And, Look at uh, you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Far Cry 5 might just be a mess around game for me. I'm already pretty uninvested. Yeah, I um, I feel like that's all, honestly. Uh, I mean, Far Cry 3, I feel like you're, like you're in it. But all the other ones kind of like, you know, are very, at times, arcadey. And so like they can be over the top, obviously, and stuff like that, um, which is fun. So, um, I spent a lot yeah. of time. You did you play through Far Cry Five? Yes. So I spent a lot of time with this one um, 
prepper uh loot thing whatever whatever they call it prepper mm-hmm. stash um and it's one we have to like get the grappling hook and it's like in the scaffolding of a bridge in the supports of a bridge and you basically have to like spider-man your way to it and i just found so many broken mechanics doing that and i got so frustrated i spent probably like two hours trying to get this one stupid prepper thing because i knew i'd never come back to it (laughs) and it just it screwed me so many times and i was like nope you know what? it's not worth it that's that's honestly something i no joke recently played far cry 5 um brock and i wanted to jump into it and just mess around and we were playing it and like it it's like hilarious but it's so janky at times and i'm, I'm glad Go i was ahead. like i was i was just like i don't because we had played through the entire game together um before like basically when it came out and i was like i don't remember it being this bad but like i don't know if it's like a combination of like you know just newer games have come out or you know what but like just going back and playing it now it's like kind of kind of bad if if like not no i don't know that's like not a good word to use because like it's still a good game but like it just catches you off guard at times just how broken certain things are if that makes sense yeah i'm and i'm kind of i mean i'm not glad that you say that but i'm also glad in this circumstance because i at first i kind of thought it was just like a stadia thing because mm-hmm. i don't remember seeing like any bad like really any terrible gameplay for far cry 5 like it always right. looked pretty good um and it looked like a game i would enjoy but yeah there have just been things like um really like glitchy buggy things like i'll be riding a four-wheeler and all of a sudden i'll just like go flying in the air um had other times where like like when i was trying to do that uh loot thing on the bridge Mm. and i would it would just like knock me off for no reason and then i'd fall to the ground and like i'd pull my parachute but apparently i would do it too late and there was Mm -hmm. like water below so I pulled the parachute and it like put me underground, but I was still like drowning and there was no way to get out. Oh, um, just, just really weird shit. But I, I was kind of assuming cause I'm playing on Stadia. Um, I assumed it was just, I don't know, Ubisoft threw it together on Stadia and it was just a bad port. So I'm glad to hear it wasn't just Stadia. So, you know, they can't get shit on for no reason. <laughs> some people are see- uh, searching that out. Honestly, the thing that I think, to to kind of like correlate it is that it almost feels like <clears throat> it was pushing the last gen too hard is almost the feeling i get from it Interesting. It, it feels like it was almost too ambitious of a game to to put on to the ps4 and that they didn't like set like better expectations for what they could like pull off um and like the reason i say that is because like sometimes like something as simple as like explosions will like just completely throw the game off like it has no idea what the hell to do and like i always got that feeling with like i don't know i can't i can't think of another game off the top of my head but i I can just vividly remember other games that were like late into a console's life cycle back on like the ps3 where like something as simple as an explosion was just too much at that point yeah i mean if you want to look at it the last of us like there were some ps3s that couldn't even play that mm-hmm. like the, like the flashlight the flashlight literally just the shading would cause it to like yellow light of death right it's weird yeah 
So yeah, it's just stuff like that. So I almost, that's almost the vibe I get from it going back to it and like now having played like PS5. So, so with that, I am still very excited for Far Cry 6, even though we're talking about how, how many <laughs> problems uh, you run into with Far Cry 5, but I'm um, always excited for new Far Cry games and then I get to playing them <laughs> and I just, I'm, I'm always just very underwhelmed or whelmed. Like it never, it never quite reaches. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's fine, but I don't know. I just already the idea at this point of playing like an open world game in first person already kind of turns me off. Cause it's just so much to look at. Like yeah. I'm okay with it in third person because you can see so much, mm-hmm. but doing it in first person, it's just, it's just a lot. And it's, yeah. it's I don't know. I don't like it. No, I kind of get that. If they made Far Cry 3, or not Far Cry 3, oh, if they made Far Cry 3 third person as well, I'd probably like it more, but if they made Far Cry 5 third person, I'd probably love it. Like, it'd probably be my favorite game. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. Maybe I need to start playing on PC so I can get third play, uh, third person mods. <laughs> not a bad idea. No. So anyway, we've got a lot of E3 stuff to go through, so how was, how was your week? That was MLB. MLB was good. I also, I, I finished Super Mario 64. That wow. was, um, you know, it's years too late. funny that you're talking about um, platformers and stuff because I love platformers, yet I'm also just terrible at them. <laughs> um, And so like... I don't know why I enjoy them because after a while I just want to like die and I, I forced myself I got 30 I got 29 I, I got my last 29 stars yesterday and I forced myself to like just finish it and I had a headache by the end of it which I normally don't get headaches from playing games but I think a culmination of it being an older game and it's not like made better you know for the switch they literally just ripped it um, oh really yeah oh, I didn't God. realize they ported that over yeah they uh yeah that was the whole like uh super mario 3d all-stars or whatever it was uh they packaged super mario 64 super mario sunshine and super mario galaxy that's that's right together yeah and you could only buy it up until march whatever ggs nintendo but yeah so that was it though that and mlb and uh, yeah i think that i think that was it for me um so yeah let's Let's dive into E3. There's There are a lot of things that I know I'm excited to talk about. I don't know how we want to do this. We just want to like go back and forth. Um, kind of like start off with like a couple of people who we thought did like really well or games that we thought were huge announcements and stuff like that. And then talk about things that we felt kind of like flopped. Um, and... This is, yeah, this is for E3 and, like, Summer Games. Summer Games Fest is what Jeff Keighley's event is. Because um, he, because, like, a lot of things, he was, like, explaining, a lot of things aren't technically specifically branded E3. So, like, the Xbox Bethesda showcase was just an Xbox and Bethesda showcase during E3 weekend. It wasn't branded specifically E3. Um, so, like, he was able to, like, co-stream that, essentially, and, and stuff like that. So, it's both of these events essentially, um, as well as a ton co-streaming. of other hot topic right now. What's that? I said co-stream hot topic right now. Is it? 
have you not been on Twitter for whenever Nintendo's thing was going on? Oh, because Nintendo didn't allow it. Yeah. People yeah. Are still wow. mad about that. I have thoughts about Nintendo that we will get to in a bit. Um, but yeah, do you... Uh, so yeah, so both both of those events essentially, and like all the small events that made up both of the major events, um, is there? What's the first thing you want to talk about? What was the first like? What, what I guess what was the thing that you found to be like the best part of this past week? I mean, I guess I'm. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not entirely biased, but I mean, the Microsoft showcase. I think just uncontested the the best section of basically this whole past week um, yeah they, they absolutely the, killed it they yeah uh, easily easily was the best um event within the past week it's just it's funny how the narrative has changed so quickly you know just looking at twitter and and video game media from you know even you know you look basically until the day up until this into uh, their session people were like oh like yeah the series x is great hardware or whatever but like where are the games like there were no good launch games or really like no launch games at all mm-hmm. um and like yeah i get that that's frustrating but you also have to look at the circumstances of the past year um to all of a sudden being like wow like has Xbox finally caught up to PlayStation and Nintendo as far as like, well, games availability, I guess, first party mm-hmm. games. Um, it's just been interesting. And it's so, like Xbox yeah. has been saying that they were, they're going to do this. since like 2016. I forget who it was, but um, I forget who posted it on Twitter, but it was basically like, this is the moment that I saw the Xbox started turning around. It was Phil Spencer from 2016 E3 um when he announced uh project scorpio which ended up being the one x and then the one s and they also kind of hinted at games everywhere like you buy a game on xbox you get it on pc with that no additional charge um and there wasn't an explicit mention of game pass i don't think but I, they they did kind of imply that you know content was coming first Mm-hmm. yeah so during their whole the whole showcase that they did and again it was them and bethesda but they showed off a total of 30 games i think 27 of which are coming to game pass because they like they showed off like battlefield which isn't mm-hmm. obviously you know made by microsoft or bethesda they showed off a thing for far cry um but 27 of the 30 games that they showed during their segment are coming to game pass and i said to you right afterwards i was like but how i was like how many of the games that they showed are coming out this year because again that's the thing like you said that a lot of people were saying no games at launch blah 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 everybody wanted to push that narrative and and like you said also you have to look at the circumstances and what you ended up seeing that six are coming out within the next six months and i was like honestly that's really not that bad especially when you consider 21 games that they showed are coming next year basically to game pass a few of them i think had 20 uh 2023 um as the year but as things currently stand they had roughly 21 or so games essentially coming 
And that's just crazy. And and some of the things that they showed were, I guess, like content updates. I don't know if those are included in like the overall numbers and whatnot um, in terms of games shown, but uh, it's just that they like, they nailed it. They did exactly what I, what I said they needed to. They needed to come out and swing big and capitalize on the hype that they've been able to start rolling. And I think they did that just, just right. Um, I did see, um, we both follow a rash on Twitter, right? Yeah, I follow him. I don't know if my came up through discord. <laughs> it did. It did not. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, but I, I did see that he had said, and I guess a lot of the halo community, um, were kind of bummed that infinite was like right in the middle of the show. And I kind of, agree with that because like that's xbox right but i guess this shows that they kind of are moving away from solely being halo right like that's not just them anymore and they wanted to show all this other stuff um for them to be uh started and capped off by bethesda i thought that was pretty cool kind of um kind of expected i guess just to like be like you know, we got them, right? Um, and the fact that they started out with Starfield, uh, I thought that was was really funny. Um, just because we've been talking about how this is a game that so many people are hyped for, and we actually did get a release date for it. Um, tentatively, it's 11-11, I think, next year. Um, yeah. Yep. So that'll be interesting. The, the little thing that they showed, again, didn't really show anything, um, but... I guess uh, Todd Howard recently said, or somebody at the company um, said that it's basically going to be a space Skyrim. So that's certainly something to get a space Elder Scrolls is what they should have said, but that's not what they said. They said a space Skyrim. So that's on them. Um, But yeah, that should definitely get a lot of people even more excited for this game that we've still basically seen nothing for. Yeah. I want to, I want to go back to the, halo thing for a minute i was surprised with how little they um showed during their session um mostly just because i was expecting a lot um but i think it was i think it was the best thing to do to like not really show any gameplay like they showed a little bit of multiplayer they showed some like in-engine footage Mm -hmm. but no real like single single player gameplay um, I think it was very strategic because I didn't want to take away from everything else. Mm-hmm. Like you could say, like, yeah, Halo is still coming. Like, I think they ended up saying it was holiday of, of this upcoming year. Yep. But they're probably still not at a point where they feel like they're going to meet the expectations of the people who are complaining at nine months ago, whatever it was. Right. So... They just wanted to tease it, but not take away from the rest of the show. So I think that was kind of strategic to just kind of weave it in there a little unpresumptuously. Um, Definitely. Yeah, but I mean, I, I and then Starfield, yeah, I mean, that was just kind of like the sucker punch that they needed, not the <laughs> studio. But like, that was such a fuck you moment in my mind. Yes. Because, I mean, and it's just like, They've been saying it. I think Phil Spencer explicitly said it. It's like, we don't buy these studios for, for nothing. 
Like, I, I do think Starfield will probably come to PlayStation at some point, but I don't know, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I won't so, be, su- I won't, I, really, I won't be surprised either way. It, it definitely, like, that was also a good strategic move to, like, that probably, I don't, I don't think I was really on Twitter at the time, but I'm sure that got people fired up and got people, like, be like, oh shit, yeah, like the E3 Bethesda or the Xbox Bethesda showcase is on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see some gameplay. I mean, the footage they showed, I mean, just the cinematics were were really nice. So. Mm-hmm. Is is that something that you maybe found a, a tiny bit concerning about the overall showcase that they did? Is that there wasn't a a lot of it was like in engine footage and cutscenes and stuff like that not a ton of actual gameplay um the stuff that we did see looked incredible but i i felt like that was something that was kind of missing from this showcase overall i would have loved to have gotten to see more gameplay and i'm sure just a lot of these games because they aren't going to be coming out for again over a year probably um just aren't quite ready to be like to show those things but that was something that was i guess a little bit bummed about i think it's just the current state of things Mm -hmm. um I think if they were, you know, all things being normal and, and E3 being what it normally is, um, you probably would have seen more actual, like, live gameplay footage. But I'm sure just for the sake of putting a show on, they just, you know, they have everything pre-recorded. Um, they just want to make it a spectacle. Um, I mean, it kind of looked like... Um, if you if you follow WWE anymore, but I've watched a couple of their events in the past year, and they just have things that are just outrageous, mm-hmm. like people literally killing people. Ah, uh, yes. And it's just like there was no crowd there to like validate it. So like the spectacle of actual live gameplay is kind of gone. So, um, I hope we do go back to live gameplay. I think that was something that really made E three special, but. I, I honestly don't know if we will. Yeah. I don't know. It will remain to be seen what, what happens, obviously, in like future years. We just don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean getting getting to the point it is it is disappointing. Like I, I do also wish we would have seen more gameplay, but I I think it's just a, a sign of the times. Yeah. They also wouldn't have been able to show thirty games. <laughs> that is true yes um yeah i don't know that was that was really the only i guess negative uh that i really had for their showcase overall um i think we both probably want to talk about their their best moment um i'll let you i'll let you go first in case we don't have the same one yeah the uh the mini fridge Okay, so we have the same one. Yeah, so that's it. That's it for Xbox and Bethesda. <laughs> was yours not the mini fridge? Mine was not the mini fridge. I am excited for it, and I will oh. be getting it as long as it's not super fucking expensive. But do you think did we did we have this question last week? Do you think you'll get the mini fridge before you'll get an actual Xbox? <laughs> I don't know if it was last week, but we definitely did ask it at one point, and yes, I will say that I probably will get it. Um especially because if I move and have more space, I'll probably finally build my own PC and that's how I'll probably get to play the exclusives. Honestly, it makes a lot of sense, especially with the model that you know, they're talking about. Um, maybe the maybe the fridge will be a streaming box. 
<laughs> that would be smart. That would be incredible. That would, be, that would that would really be smart. I mean, it, it wouldn't cost much to put a small unit in there solely for God, streaming. Could you fucking imagine? <laughs> hey, uh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just streaming on my on my fucking fridge. Yeah, <laughs> I'm living in three thousand and twenty one. People have already um, loaded the Xbox Game Pass software onto like Samsung mini fridges because they just run Android. Of course, like for their the ones that have the screens for some reason. Mm-hmm. So it is funny, but anyway, I digress. I'm gonna guess the moment you were actually talking about was Forza Horizon Five. Yes. Oh that my God. Was insane, and it's nice that like. We did actually get some gameplay there. Yeah. That was, like, genuine. I mean, the Forza team, um, Turn 10, like, they just always put out amazing gameplay because that's just their games. I mean, I think Forza Horizon 4 was the first game I played on my Series X. Um, It's technically an Xbox One game, but it did get, like, a Series X. It it got upscaled a little bit, um, Mm -hmm. but just beautiful game. Um, and I, I think they were taking some cues from the, um, uh, flight sim team with using like actual real world scans. Um, but yeah, that, that game is going to be a lot of fun. It's cool that they added like, a like I, I'm really excited about the adventure mode. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just cool that it's exploratory and. I don't know with the other Forza Horizon games, like basically the only exploration you do unless you just feel like driving around is like driving from race to race, which is still cool. Like it's it's like really fulfilling, but it's cool to actually have it like intentional. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm excited about that. I've already got it preloaded on my Series X. I did that the same day as E3. That's awesome. I'm jealous. It's just amazing. Literally, like every game. I don't even think I have enough space to install them all, but the pre-install files are only like a couple hundred meg. Um, so yeah, I have that pre-installed. I have Flight Sim pre-installed. I forget what else I've pre-installed, but it's there. Love it. Yeah, dude, I, I was blown away. And I'm not like a huge um, like racing game fan or anything like that. Um, but it just visually... Like just visually from seeing how good it looked, I was like, I want to play this game. Um, and it's by no means the game from E3 that I'm most excited to play, but it certainly looks, I think, the best out of any game that I can mm-hmm. think of off the top of my head. Um, just blown away with how hyper realistic it all was. Um, and yeah, and like you said, we got to see actual gameplay of this too. And it's not like it was like, <clears throat> just you know pre-cut things that that look nice no like the gameplay like genuinely looked beautiful i mean i think i almost started crying at one point that's how good it looked um yeah it's definitely just a been a massive while. win for sure yeah it's, it's been a while for me personally since there's been a, a demo at e3 that like like you kind of said it's like genuinely took my breath away mm-hmm. that was that was just insane definitely um was there anything it's else? also cool yeah i just uh 
just one one thing it's cool to hear like you 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 know you haven't really been integrated into the xbox ecosystem at all until like when you texted me and just said like man this is insane um yeah it's, it's cool it's cool to see like people excited even if they're not you know xbox customers so yeah dude that's like that again that was like something that i was like i would buy a series s just to play all these games that they're showing like right I don't necessarily need them to be to look, you know, the very best. So I don't know if I'm willing to shell out for the Series X. But if if building my own PC doesn't come to fruition soon enough, I will probably buy a Series S and just get Game Pass to play like all of these games. I mean, I was just again, it was just the entire showcase as a whole. Like Forza was just kind of the cherry on top of it all. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I think this goes for this entire past week. There were not many games that were shown um, where I looked at it and was like, ah, I don't really want to play that. Like more often than not, I was intrigued. And like, if I have the opportunity, um, I, I hope to play, you know, most of these games Uh, that goes for like the day, uh, the day of the devs thing that was held, like all of those indie smaller games that were shown. I mean, so many of those, I was like, these, look great like these look like so much fun and i probably would have never even seen anything if i wouldn't have tuned into this um event to watch so there's just the the entire week as a whole a lot of cool stuff but um xbox and bethesda their showcase by far just wow yeah i think the other cool thing too and i think i was texting you i I texted you this thought was like i saw games on the xbox showcase like stalker 2 i think was the specific example and i was like I mean, it looks cool, um, you know, like I wouldn't buy it. And that's still like my first thought. Not that I I don't think it's going to be a great game. It's just like I could see myself not playing it. Right. And then I was like, well, shit, I have Game Pass. So like I'm going to at least try it. Mm-hmm. And that's just really cool. Like even if I know I'm not going to play a game all the way through or I'm going to do it slowly. Just to know that like I already have a fixed cost. Right. And if I want to play a game, I play it. If not, whatever. Like, that was very exciting. And then just, like, the fact that every game, almost every game, was going to be on Game Pass, just really cool. Yeah. It did make me more fe- fearful for when the model's going to change. And it's going to be, like, $100 a month for Game Pass, which even then. <laughs> Still probably worth it. Um, Was there anything for Xbox and Bethesda? that you felt like was was missing like i brought up like gameplay i think the only other thing that i was hoping to see was maybe indiana jones but other than that i think i was pretty satisfied yeah i was hoping for indiana jones um my my main two were flight sim for xbox and forza which i think they went back to back um I, I was secretly hoping that they were going to do, um, they were going to announce Splinter Cell, like we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously, I didn't get that. Um, but no, there wasn't. I all my expectations were exceeded. Yeah, I wasn't just whelmed. I was overwhelmed. There were too many games. That might have been <laughs> the worst part. Yeah, seriously. Um. Yeah, uh, what I was going to say is I think I had said about how Forza, Forza is like a game that I thought like looked the best. Um, 
but it's not quite the game that I'm most excited to play. I think mine's a tie, and then the one game that's in that tie actually was shown right after Xbox and Bethesda when Square Enix um, had their showcase, and they showed off the new Guardians of the Galaxy game that they're making. Yeah. And I can't remember if you and I, you know, I think when you and I were trying to come up with, like, new, like, uh, or existing IPs that could be made into video games, I think we tried to, like, do our best to, like, don't don't pick superheroes because it's too easy, but, like, man, right. this is, like, perfect. And um, it's cool because I was a little worried that it was going to be, like, one of those games where, um, especially with Square Enix, they do this with, like, you know, Final Fantasy and JRPGs and stuff, like, do this where it's, like, you can, like, switch between the characters and stuff. I actually... Right. I'm really excited that you no, know, you can just be Star Lord, but you can like tell your teammates what to do. Like you can use their special abilities and stuff like that. Um, but you don't have to like switch to them and then like, okay, wait, I have to attack like this with Drax and then like, oh, but it's different with Gamora and I have to be more ranged with Star Lord and stuff like that. Like, no, you just play as the one character and you can kind of like have that small impact with the other ones, but uh, it's not overwhelming. Um, it just, it, it looked awesome. And I was a little skeptical at first because I was like, oh, but like Marvel's Avengers was so like poorly received. Um, just the stuff that I saw, I, I haven't even played it. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to pick it up, uh, because I just don't think it like looks all that great. But, um, while they're both under Square Enix, it's two different, like, um, what subsidiary companies working on the game itself um so i have faith that it'll it'll be better and uh and and actually like a good game so that's that's probably the game i'm most excited to play and um square enix also showed off um they showed off like a final fantasy origins game um i know i'm forgetting all kinds of different they showed things a life of strange remastered collection Yes, um, as well as stuff with like the new one that's coming out, um, Life is Strange, True Colors. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that, that, their showcase unfortunately had to follow up Xbox and Bethesda, but um, I think a lot of people knew you were going to be seeing a lot less with Square Enix, and the stuff that they, right. sh- they showed I-, I thought was cool. Um, I saw some people were uh, pretty like whatever about the fact that i think final fantasy one through six are all getting like ported but like that's it like it's just a port like they aren't getting like you know remastered or anything like that and like i think uh brian gar joked that like you can already play all these games pretty much everywhere so like you've already probably played them like a million times you don't need to do it again um so i saw some people were kind of upset about that but um yeah yeah, that's kind of a moot point to me. Like, I, I, what what do you want them to do? Do you want them to build a new Final Fantasy, or do you want them to just keep remastering the same ones every year? <laughs> right. Um, I think I don't think they showed. Uh, now that I think about it, I don't think they showed anything for Final Fantasy sixteen. Um, which they are working all, on. I didn't watch all the Square Enix um, session, but yeah, I don't remember seeing anything or like even like looking at follow up like. We're looking at the E3 recap right now on their site, and they don't even mention it. So, so yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. So, curious to see where that game's at. Um, 
who knows, may not hear anything about it again until... Because we saw that at the... That was the PS5 showcase when they yeah, the first when they announced all of them, all the games that were going to be coming to PS5. That was the... That was a crazy showcase. My God. Um, and now, quick, quick sidebar. Are they going... Is PlayStation doing one? Doing, like, any sort of new showcase or... I do not know. I have been trying to find anything about this, and for the life of me, I can't. Let me try and do a quick search. Um, I, I only I only bring it up because you, I, I imagine that Final Fantasy is either going to come in another PlayStation showcase thing, um, since that's kind of what debuted it, or, like, if they're going to do any late summer game shows, um, you know, maybe they're just saving it for them. I guess it is going to be... Wow, that is really funny that you just said all the things that you just said because... Uh, so I just searched PlayStation Showcase. Uh, a couple of different um, outlets are saying that it's probably going to be in a couple of weeks, which that makes sense. Um, and Final Fantasy sixteen is rumored to like be a part of it in a couple of weeks whenever they do the showcase. <laughs> so I, I don't know. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't have debuted it last year if they weren't going to stick with it as like a pseudo um exclusive sure so yeah so looks like basically yeah basically a couple of weeks and we should have signed so maybe like yeah by end of july or um certainly by the end of the summer they will have done something um but that is one thing that i was going to say to just kind of quickly pivot is that after how good Bethesda and Xbox that showcase was, it kind of leaves you with that feeling of like a loser from this past week, if you will, if you want to hand out winners and losers awards, a loser is, is PlayStation um, because they didn't have any sort of counter to all of this. And it was just, again, it was just punch after punch after punch um, from the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. So um, yeah, they got to go real big now uh whenever they get to theirs you'd have to imagine they're getting a little pissed off because like (laughs) phil spencer specifically has been calling them out um not i don't think it's so much with like the the games the actual content coming out rather how it's being delivered Mm -hmm. um you know he's been busting a lot on like our model is you know if you're buying a game you buy it once and you can play it everywhere that xbox is available um, or if you have Game Pass, you know, it's, it's available everywhere and like you're not um, buying a game on a console, like you're not being forced into buying a console so you can play a game at launch and then buying it again four years later to play it on PC. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure Sony is <laughs> probably a little heated about being called out directly and it's, it's for me, I don't know. I was thinking about this and it's hard for me to label PlayStation a loser because yeah, they weren't at E3, whatever. That's not a surprise anymore. That's frustrating. I hate that they made that decision, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they can just come out in one event and say like, Hey, here's God of War gameplay. Here's, um, you know, a couple other new games, a new IP that looks insane. Um, mm-hmm. here's a trailer for the Uncharted movie. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think they can save themselves pretty quickly. Yeah, I guess it the the title loser comes with the caveat of for now. Um because right. This I mean, they've 
for a while now let xbox make the first move and it's it's kind of been funny at times where like you know xbox just is like all right like we did our thing now you do yours and then playstation was just like no nah, like we're good like i, I remember right. we were talking about that leading up to the consoles releasing and stuff and it was just like and yet they still had all the hype around them and stuff they were still winning at that point in time so um yeah uh you're right like it does simply take them doing one tiny show where they just show like a few games a little bit of gameplay for each and they're back in everybody's good graces um back on topic anything else for like square enix what do you think of like the guardians is that something that you're excited for or could you give two fucks (laughs) to be honest with you i probably won't play it Mm -hmm. um that's more so on me. I just, with everything else coming out, that's not really high on my priority list. I'm not saying that it's not worth playing. Um, I was kind of surprised that they're working on two Marvel games. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm sure it's. I'm sure this isn't going to be the case. But like, my first thought was, why do they need to have disparity between the two? Like, why couldn't they just build in like Guardians of the Galaxy DLC? can they really make a full game out of guardians of the galaxy you know i had that thought and then i'm like well they made two movies and he's pretty full he's a pretty big like all those characters are big roles in the avengers movies once they got brought into those Mm -hmm. um and i like guardians of the galaxy don't get me wrong there was like before justine and i watched all of the marvel movies during covid the guardians I, i at least guardians of the first guardians of the galaxy was like one of the few marvel movies i saw you know, pre that time when Justine and I watched them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked them a lot. So I think it's good. I think um, this, I, I hope it will be better than uh, the Avengers game that came out. Um, but yeah, whether or not I'll play it, we'll see. I'm sure I'll get it for free at some point. I'll play it. That's kind of what I'm waiting for on the Avengers game. Like I do want to play it, but I'm sure between either Game Pass or Stadia Pro, I'll probably just get it for free. So, yeah, um, that's fair. That's more than fair. Yeah, and then I, I wasn't really expecting anything from Square Enix. Um, new Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider would have been fun, but oh yeah, I still have two of the what three Tomb Raiders that have come out in the past ten years that I need to play. So. Yeah, I've got three of three. I have all three too, but the first one's really good. I'm looking forward um, to it. <laughs> I should say I should say this. The remaster was really good. Yeah. <laughs> um I started playing it on PS3 like right when it came out and I kind of hated it. And then when the remaster came out, I, I started playing it and it was just night and day. It was it felt like an uncharted game. Mm-hmm. It's it's really funny. I went back and forth with myself because we got I think we got that for free on ps plus on the ps3 and yeah we did definitely the remaster but the remaster was like three dollars and i was just like yeah i think i'm willing to just play three dollars i can play it on the ps i can play it on my ps5 and like it was three dollars like uh you know don't have to go through the hassle of setting up the ps3 and stuff yeah new uh new tomb raider would have been good um but yeah i think again like overall 
they basically you kind of knew what to expect from them and um I, I certainly thought the Guardians game was a surprise and a welcomed one for sure. Um, other than them just showing off like another Final Fantasy thing, you know, which they then still were able to do. So, um, I'm also glad that like the character models aren't like one to one with the movies. So like I feel like it's not necessarily going to feel like a movie game. Mm-hmm. And that's a small, I don't know, to me like a small um, detail, but. I, that will probably that honestly might be the deciding point for replaying and the fact that I'm not just playing as Chris Pratt. Yeah, I um yeah I, I certainly like how like Drax and Gamora look more like true to their comic book form. Yeah. Um, which is yeah like I I don't want it to just be you know copies of the movie like change it up for sure. Um, what. What do you want to jump to next? Um, we got Ubisoft. We've got I, I mean, the 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 kickoff that Summer Games Fest did uh, showed some cool stuff. I I think the the main thing for the kickoff was um, kind of just talking about Double Fine, and you and I talked a little bit about it while it was going on. Um, just it's kind of cool that they're you know keeping day to devs and. Um, you know, I think it says a lot about Microsoft as well, because like Double Fine own or is owned by Microsoft now, mm-hmm. and yet their culture is is unchanged, and they're still doing these things for indie devs. And um, there were there were a couple games on there, and of course now I I don't have the the names of them, but actually, I think the one was in our chat, the one I'm really excited for. Um, is that Axiom Verge, Phantom Abyss? Phantom Abyss. Mm-hmm. I thought that game was kind of cool. Like it's like a, a platformer, but only one person can win it. And like if you die, like that's it. You can never try that. Um, I guess they're calling him Temple. Mm-hmm. That Temple again. I thought that was a cool concept. There were some other like I don't know exactly the the art form of it, but. Just a lot of cool, like, artsy games. Uh, like, there's that one... It, you, like, go around and basically just take photos. It's in black and white, but, like... Mm-hmm. It just looked really cool. I think that um, was... I think that was Tome. T-O-E-M. That um, sounds right. I, I tried to, like, write down... And, of course, I won't be able to match up um, most of the names to what I remember. Um, but, yeah. I mean, they showed easily and they only had like an hour, maybe an hour and a half and they showed probably like 20 games in that time. And it really felt like everybody got like a chance to truly show their game. Like it wasn't like certain people got rushed and stuff like that. And like you said, just to get to overall, see all these different art styles and um, just a lot of games that had like interesting concepts. There was that road um, road 96 where you're i guess like taking a taxi and the like you talk to the taxi driver and like how you talk to that person like ends up like leading to different outcomes down the road uh pun intended yeah and like that seemed like really out there but really cool um and then there were like a couple of different um kind of uh stardew valley-esque games that just looking at them my brain instantly like just started popping off where I was just like, Oh my God, like 
these games look perfect for me. Yeah, I agree. It was it was really cool. Um, that's something that I don't know that might be a, a New Year's resolution for me um, is playing more indie games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think Game Pass helps with that, but um, I should definitely go back and and look at that again. And um, write some down so I can be ready for when they come out. Definitely, yeah. Um, the uh, the the actual kickoff beforehand I thought was so cool because Jeff Keighley for the longest time, um, he worked at E three and like was basically the host of it for years, um, basically as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to like see him build this entirely new place to showcase games, um, kind of like his own vision and stuff. Obviously, like he's started like doing stuff with like the game awards and like, that's basically, I think how he's kind of like gotten the ball rolling to the point where he's doing now like summer games fest and stuff like that. Um, but you know, that was truly what kicked off. Like that was the first event of this past week. Uh, and so that's where we like got to see that that new Borderlands game, which technically isn't Borderlands. It's um, Tiny Tina's Wonderland or something like that. And so it's a character from Borderlands, but like kind of like in a different universe and stuff. Um, and that like was cool and like interesting because again, like Gearbox had their own time slot, but Summer Games Fest showed it first. Um, they showed uh, the Death Stranding director's cut and i think that was like the weirdest minute and a half um of my life like (laughs) yeah i actually didn't get to watch all of that um meeting at the time honestly that was uh if you go back and watch it all it is is uh norman reedus's character going up to uh like a, a hostile area and it looks like okay like kind of like scope it out and then he turns to a uh shelf and there's a box on that shelf and he pulls the box out and he dumps out the oranges that are in the box. He flips it upside down and then he flips it back upside right. And then, uh, he like opens it. He gets inside of it and like crouches down and then he gets out of it and he picks the box up and he puts it back on the shelf. And then it just says, and then it just says death stranding director's cut. And I was like, <laughs> "Why?" I think that's when I, I think that's when I messaged you. I was like, "If I could talk to one person from the gaming industry, it'd be Kojima, because yeah. this man is so, like, for a lack of a better word, weird." And I just want to pick this man's brain until like I can't pick it anymore because I, he's just got like such a beautiful mind, and he's just so out there with things but he also just like doesn't miss and like and then then he has something like that to like announce the director's cut for death stranding i'm just like that was the weirdest minute and a half of my life i loved it um it's like we got to see that and then the the best part about the kickoff was the very end you could just tell how excited uh jeff healy was that he got to basically be the first person to show off Elden Ring. And that was something mm-hmm. that a lot of people were excited for. That's uh, from Soft's next game. Um, that is George Tolkien and, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking. Is it uh, Matsuyaka? 
but the entire kickoff was just very cool and uh wrapped pretty nicely if you ask me yeah it definitely did have a, a good energy for it given um uh, it felt real like it started to feel like um, an actual like normal um, I don't know if I want to say conference or, or what, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Miyazaki. Sorry, that was the other. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, basically it's another, you know, it's the next installment of Souls, uh, Bloodborne, Sekiro, one of those games. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so a lot of people were really excited for that. And so again, for that to be in the kickoff, it just, yeah, it just really got everything, like, rolling. Like you said, it just kind of felt a little bit like we were getting back to normal. Um, uh, the one game, the one other game that I think kind of probably flew a little under the radar is uh, Tunic from the kickoff. It looks like Link's Awakening, but you play as, like, a fox, and you, like, have a sword and stuff like that. And it yeah. just looks very charming. And um, very. I'm really excited to, to play that. It might be, that might be one believe it or not that's coming to game pass but i could be wrong that mm. might be that might only be on the switch so i could again i could be wrong but i gonna be game pass for the switch <laughs> yeah i'm surprised lying? that i'm surprised that wasn't announced you mean to tell me that a rumor wasn't announced gasp oh man what was the oh the switch pro yeah there there was no switch pro no i honestly it's furious i honestly thought that because the well again the rumor was that it was going to be announced before e3 but you and i were like no we think it'll if anything it'll be announced at e3 or certainly by then and no still no it was so funny to be on twitter and by funny i mean infuriating um to be on twitter and be and see people are essentially being like Nintendo. You promised, uh, and it's like no, no, no. <laughs> no hang on literally a second. the one person not talking about this clearly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, that's that's Nintendo though. In a in a nutshell, if we want to jump to their their show, um, yeah. Let me just. Uh, I figure we'll probably wrap up with Nintendo because that was like the last big closing event. Yeah. Um, I guess we, we will we'll touch quickly on take two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um in their panel. Um which was really cool to see that and a lot of people were probably excited expecting a new GTA. I know that's something that we mentioned um when we recorded last week. I don't think we, we just assumed that this was going to be a regular like showcase for take two. They were gonna either talk about content coming out or GTA for next gen consoles. Um, or current gen, whatever you want to call it, um, or, or, or Red Dead, um, or even Bioshock, I think we mentioned as well. But they ended up doing um, a panel on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and I'm stealing this verbatim from the E3 site that tackled many of the very real issues facing the video game industry today. Um, so I thought that was a good use of the platform. And, and there was also one after that um, was uh, talking about accessibility in gaming um, with Able Gamers, Trip, and Ubisoft. Yeah. Um, the, these are, like, huge things, too. And, like like you said, just super important to, to use the platform. Um, Take-Two knows how big they are, and they know 
So they know what their ex- they know what expectations are set when they um, have their name on something. They know what people are thinking about. Um, so for them to kind of like flip the switch on that and and kind of say like, oh, we're going to actually talk about something that's really real and necessary to be talked about that, you know, most people are shying away from. I mean, we've spent a lot of episodes of this podcast talking about, you know, just various things with, with you know, like diversity and stuff in games. Like we've had our moments um, where it's just like sometimes people just need to shut up and listen. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was it was really cool that they did this. Um and and again, kind of like, you know, uh, change the tone of the entire conference and like use that again to use the platform to to bring that to bring that to attention. Yeah, and it's it's cool. I, my my big hope, um, you know, I I wish this happened. One, I wish this weren't even an issue that we had. You know. Yes, had to dedicate time to talk about, and it were just you know people were treated equally from from the start. But um, one thing as a consumer that I think people should be excited about, and something that I'm personally excited about, is if developers are actually taking initiative and making sure they have more diversity in their development teams and their creative teams, we're going to see totally new flavors of games that are built for all sorts of different people. I mean, it'll be a lot more like music, not saying that the music industry is, um, you know, doesn't have these same issues, but um, I just, I feel like we're going to get a lot more flavors in, in the games we get to play. And it's really cool. We'll see different art styles. We'll see different storylines. And it might, I might, but um, I guess I'm more certain about this that it will inject, you know, probably a whole new life into gaming, especially over the past year with the amount of new, um, basically new customers there are uh, in the market. Definitely. Yeah. So just wanted to, just wanted to touch on that. Um, again, cool. They, cool. They showed it. Um, I, and then as far as anything else happened on Monday, was it Monday or was the Nintendo thing Monday or Tuesday? Nintendo Tuesday. was Tuesday. Yeah, they were. Okay. Then Monday, there's some other small showcases, none of which I really care about. I saw people pretty excited about updates for Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't play those games. And I saw they had Resident Evil Village DLC. It's fine. I'll probably play Resident Evil Village, but I probably won't play the DLC. So, yeah. Do you have anything else on Monday, or do you want to just get into get into Nintendo? I do not. No, um, I'm ready to to hop on into Nintendo. So, as is always the case with Nintendo, people set their expectations wildly high, and think that they're going to get. Um, every single thing that they want. They're like that spoiled kid on Christmas where they make Mm -hmm. the really long list and then Santa brings them the $500. Santa brings them the PS5, but that's it because that's all Santa could afford. And they were like, not good enough, Santa. And then they they go to the North Pole and they shank Santa. Anyway, um, so that, that was clearly the case once again. 
they did show i think the thing that i was most excited for um was that they did show a new mario party um but i'm also just ready to be wildly disappointed by it as as like upsetting as that is um it's five games from the nintendo 64 mario parties um because i think there were multiple so it's just like five of like the best or something like that um and then a hundred mini games and i think those are from all mario parties if i if i'm understanding correctly and to me it just screams like it's just the mario party that we recently got there's gonna be five maps you're gonna play them each once um you'll eventually probably through playing those maps one time each you'll have played every mini game and you're you're basically going to be done with the game uh the the positive is that it's online from the get-go um which this one wasn't and it's funny when they announced that there was going to be online you and i started kind of like throwing that feeler out there of like do you think this is them because like there is one in the works or they're getting ready to make one and lo and behold here we go um so it's the game i'm most excited for but probably the one that i'm ready to be most disappointed by yeah i I want to be excited by mario party but i just feel like they've repeatedly been dog shit honestly since (laughs) probably like mario party 6 like i feel like that's probably the last playable one basically since i stopped making them on gamecube yeah and even the last couple gamecube ones weren't great but they were better than what we've got now yeah i yeah i don't know i don't know if it was just like mario party was at the right time for us and like that's why it was or that's why we like are so fond of it and like maybe it just just never was good you know have we ever stopped to think about that i mean i would play mario party 4 right now me too that's yeah i was about to say no i would still go back and play the old mario parties (laughs) and i definitely like i i don't have we used to have the mario parties for nintendo 64 i think we, we at least had three if not two um but I don't know. I guess it's different too. Cause I mean, you're not necessarily getting together with people in one house and playing video games. So they kind of have to make it, I don't know, I guess fit the model of an online game. I don't know Mm -hmm. why they couldn't, um, I don't know why they couldn't just, um, keep it the same, but make it online. But I don't know. I'm ready to be disappointed by it. I'm assuming I'll probably get it i'm hoping to get a switch by the end of the year i just was waiting to see if they were going to do anything with the switch pro mm-hmm. um but i mean even if they did come out with the switch pro i'd probably still just get the switch that's out now hopefully hopefully cheaper right yeah i mean hopefully they kind of like listen and there's going to be new updates um you know throughout the game's life cycle but you know, again, I just don't know if I want to hold my breath because look at what happened with the last one. The one positive to lead me to believe that there is a chance, even if it's a snowball's chance, um, is the fact that when they showed some more Mario Golf stuff, they did say that there were going to be new content. There was going to be. Wow, that was a really fo- uh, poorly formatted sentence. They said that there would be new content, um, you know, I don't know if they said monthly or quarterly or whatever, but they did say that there would be like new courses added and stuff like that. So if they're willing to commit to something like that for one game and to keep it active and stuff, you know, maybe they're going to be willing to do that with 
with Mario Party. Even if they just add like a new a new map every now and again, that's all they would have to do. And if they just even if they just keep adding old maps, people aren't going to be that upset about it. People will eat that shit up, so, you know. So that's all they have to do. I can't wait for people to get mad about the fact that they're they'll have to pay for these maps, and then they'll be like, "Oh, I bought the game. Why didn't it just come with it?" <laughs> that whole conversation again, and yeah. <laughs> We'll be talking about it on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than, other than, um, you know, uh, Mario Party, Mario Golf, um, they, they showed, I thought they were done with Super Smash Bros. They are not. So there was a new um, fighter announced from Brand Kaz. Yeah. From um, Tekken. And so we got to watch him throw multiple people off of a cliff, including Kirby. Um, but don't worry, Kirby lived. Kirby um, floats. Yeah. Um, and then... I am ahead. so excited for Metroid. Yes. I was going to say, that was like the that was like the big one. Metroid Dread. Um, mm-hmm. Super interesting looking. Um, I never played a Metroid game. So just going to go ahead and put myself out there and say that. Uh, I had I had Metroid Fusion for the Game Boy, and that's one of the things in my life that I'm pissed at myself for, for getting rid of. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked that game, and this is kind of like the successor to that. Um, so that's a game I will... Honestly, if nothing is announced with the Switch Pro by then, um, I will likely get a switch close to the launch of that game Mm -hmm. um i was i was honestly hoping for like a new first person metroid game um but i'm perfectly happy with this i definitely think this fits like the you can play while you're traveling but also like on the tv model a lot better than a first person game would i mean i think i think there are still plans for a new metroid like a, a mainline yeah Um, i'm sure so it's just a matter of you know it just it's just it's just nowhere near ready you know and and people can't people can't accept that unfortunately um but that's simply the case and they've they've been very open about that you know they teased it and then i think they instantly regretted it because they were like yeah but it's not ready and then people were like okay it's ready now though right and they were like no it's not gonna be ready like ever maybe so stop (laughs) it's kind of funny um I guess two thoughts on that. One, Nintendo is not really the kind of company to just force a game out because there's, you know, people people want it like now and they can't wait for it because they don't really update games. Like they don't do really like any sort of quality of life updates as far mm-hmm. as I know. Um, and two, actually kind of a funny story that I uh, dug up after they announced um, Dread and I was looking through it was that the first mention of Metroid Dread was in 2005. No way. It, it was supposed to be, I think, a launch game for, or at least like a launch period game for the DS. Um, that's, that's that's wild. Yeah, and, and people don't know if it just kept getting shelved or if it was in development hell or, or what, but yeah, first mention was 2005. And it's now 16 years later. It's just funny. It's just like, who else but Nintendo? 
Yeah. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Nintendo basically has like a fuck you attitude. They don't really care what you want. They know what you want and they're going to do it whenever they want. So, right. you know, why people try to like push it and stuff, it just baffles me. Um, trying to think what else they showed. They, they, they showed a little tease of Breath of the Wild too. Right? Yeah. Which, um, I was honestly surprised because I kind of thought that would be like a similar boat. They had already teased it, but I just wasn't sure if we were actually going to get anything more. And true, truthfully, we didn't get that much more, but you know, they gave the people what they wanted. They, they were like, here, you can, you can look at it, but you can't touch. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was cool that they did that. But overall, um, it just fell flat for me. I don't know. I was kind of excited. I was kind of excited and like open for, I don't even know what I was hoping for, but just the, uh, just that over. Yeah. Yeah. And when they didn't, I immediately went to Twitter and said, you lied to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall it just kind of all fell kind of flat. Like the Wario wear, just like, I, I don't think I could find it in me to care about a game like that. Um, I don't even think I realized they showed Wario wear. That's exciting. Unfortunately, Mike, they did show WarioWare. So um, that was a game for. I had one of the WarioWare games for. I don't remember if it was Game Boy or, or Game Boy Advance or for um, DS, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It was stupid. But mm-hmm. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, o- is Elon Musk playing Wario in it? Uh yes, he voices and did all the mocap for Wario. Perfect. Um, but yeah, any, anything from you for Nintendo? No, I mean, uh, from my from my perspective, um, as someone who still doesn't have a Switch, um, I, I it's hard for me to be disappointed because I wasn't really expecting anything. Mm-hmm. Not like I can I can buy the game right now anyway. Well, I mean, I can, but I can't play it. Um. So, I, I I was fine with it honestly. Like with the updates to Mario Golf and uh, Metroid, like those are wins for me. Definitely. Um, Breath of the Wild too. Like I'm, I'm excited. Like I'm glad that those games are doing so well. But like I still play Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I had very low expectations. I honestly didn't care. I was just excited to see like what they did come out with. Um, so yeah, I thought it was fine for me, but obviously I'm not picky in this case. (laughs) Yeah. I think like, I guess just for me, like Mario golf, obviously was cool to see more about it, but you know, that's going to be out within, I think it's like out within a week or so or two weeks. Man, I have to um, switch soon. <laughs> and so I gotta, I gotta buy some polos so I can, so I can <laughs> sh- stream me playing some Mario Golf. Um, but I'm yeah. gonna start streaming. I'm gonna start streaming, and uh, I'm only gonna stream Mario Golf and well, and Flight Sim when that comes out. Um, <laughs> and I'm only gonna do both at 9 a.m. And I'm only gonna do both while drinking because that is the <laughs> only time I'll drink is when I'm golfing Full- at 9 a.m. or, or flying. flying at 9 <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love it um uh, yeah i i think just like I, again because i'm really excited for that game 
Um, if they would have announced it, this would have been a great showcase for me. But I think the one where they show where they like announced that Mario Golf was coming, I think that was honestly a better like show than than what they did for E3. But again, yeah. that's just me personally. Um, I know a lot of people were excited about like some of the in between games that they showed off, and uh, you know, it's like this sounds like this is going to sound bad how i say it but i honestly forget that like there are so many people where like the switch is their their main console like that's what they play on i honestly like i think of it as like a perfect like companion console for those who are lucky enough to do that like i love having it um but like it's just not like my go-to and i again kind of just forget that, that that's the way people experience a lot of their games and honestly that's the way they prefer to do it and stuff so um i can't remember the name of the game i think it's like abbreviations or like svg or stg or something like that and and it was like it was like a mix between like final fantasy and pokemon um where you like could like recruit demons to fight alongside you and like it was turn-based and stuff and like it honestly looked like visually it didn't look amazing or anything like that but it looked like a really in-depth game and i was like you know so many people are going to play this game and get you know hundreds of hours out of it probably and like you know again so i think overall it was still a good show and stuff like that but for me personally it just fell flat i keep going back and forth with like wanting to buy just like a regular switch or like um just press play the store that we went to when you were in my area Mm -hmm. they had like used switch lights on sale for like 120 bucks or something hmm and like I've 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 held off because I like the idea of being able to use it on a TV and also portable. But like, if I'm gonna play a game on my TV, it's either gonna be my PS4, my any of my Xboxes, or Stadia. Mm -hmm. My use case for the Switch is like having it on my desk in my in my office, and like if I just need a break in the middle of the day, quickly jump into a game, and then. you know, whatever, just put it on pause and, and, and continue what I was doing. Or, like, when I have to travel to see family, like, having that with me as well. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I'm doing a quick sidebar here, because maybe now I'll just get a used Switch Lite. <laughs> I love it. And I'll be able to play all these games, and I'll be able to talk about Nintendo. Like, I, I th- actually care. <laughs> I think the thing that I'm, like, worried about like talking about the switch pro and stuff and they obviously haven't said it or anything but um i'm worried about the switch pro being that like i think we we touched on it with like the the 3ds and like the new 3ds and how like there were games that released right away that were only on that new console and and nintendo's been pretty good historically about forcing you into upgrading and not like keeping um like not continuing to push games onto like the quote unquote old console. Um, so that is a, that is like a legitimate concern I have, but you know, who knows, maybe they'll continue to like put games out on the regular switch. It remains to be seen. We really just don't know. Um, and honestly, at this point, I'm kind of hoping they just keep waiting to tell us about it because I don't want that to be the truth or the reality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just now realizing, uh, but before I say my one last thing, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on from the past week that that we didn't get a chance to talk about? Um, I don't think so. I think we've, we've more or less covered. I mean, 
we haven't covered everything, but in an hour, we've, we've covered a lot. Yeah, the the last thing that we didn't get a chance to really talk about, Ubisoft, we didn't talk about Ubisoft's entire thing, and, and honestly, there wasn't oh, too Ubisoft. much. There wasn't too much because, yeah, they didn't just Splinter Cell, and so... Um, one cool thing is that we know an avatar, blue people avatar, not Aang avatar, um, not the airbender. Um, there's a game coming out for that, and they didn't show much, but I am excited to learn more about that because, you know, you tie it to an IP and I'm instantly intrigued. Uh, mm-hmm. But Far Cry 6, we talked about it a little bit at the top. Um, that's that's the game, by the way, that's tied for the game I'm most excited to play from E3. Um but what was really cool about it is actually what they showed in the season pass. So first off, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon is going to be a part of it. Um, and that game was a blast. Uh, they always tie, they always have like a standalone game that releases like alongside the generation of Far Cry. Um, and so Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, if you can guess, came out next to Far Cry 3. Um, but there's another part of the DLC that they announced where you play as the villains since Far Cry 3, so Far Cry, you play as Voss from Far Cry 3, you play as uh, Pagan Men from Far Cry 4, and you play as uh, Joseph from Far Cry 5. And you, like, I guess get a little bit of their backstory or a little bit of, like, what else they were doing while you were the main character of those games. And it just seems so interesting. I have I've really high hopes that they nail it. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to play not only Far Cry 6, where... Um, we get to see incredible acting from Giancarlo Esposito, uh, but also these like cool DLCs. So, yeah, was, I was, was pretty excited about that. That was pretty cool, and a lot of the um, a lot of the DLCs like that for for Far Cry games are, are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Kind of push the envelope. Yeah, it'll be cool how they... So, uh, with, like, Far Cry 5, Far Cry 3 came in the season pass for that. Um, so, I'm assuming that's basically how Blood Dragon will be um, with Far Cry 6. And then, like, New Dawn was the standalone during Far Cry 5 era that came out. Um, apparently, that game was really good. I never actually got around to playing it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they end up putting out next to Far Cry 6, but I'm excited for the, for the DLC. I'm hoping that like each one is going to release like as its own thing of like, you know, 10 hours, hopefully that's like, that might be a a big ask, but like 10 hours of gameplay where you play as Voss and then, you know, three months later, 10 hours of Pagan Men and then three months later, 10 hours of Joseph, I think would just be so cool. So, yeah. That was the other. That was the last thing I had on E3 and and the past week and all that. Um, a lot of. I mean, we couldn't even possibly touch on everything. There was so much shown. A lot of cool stuff, and um, yeah, I'm just really excited to see what else comes in the coming weeks. Um, again, we can look forward to Sony doing something. Um, I think somebody else. Somebody else has their own show that they're going to be doing. And I'm blanking on it now, so it doesn't matter. But it's just it's just like that time of year and uh it's finally upon us and we get to just get all this hype. Oh yeah. Cool. Anything else from the past week? Last chance? Nope. Cool, cool. I yield my time. 
fuck you. I yield my time. Oh. <laughs> uh, what does he say? He says, oh, is it choke on my dick? Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, I keep remembering stuff. I have one last thing. Did you watch the Gearbox? Did you end up watching the Gearbox one? No, I didn't. Good. It was 30 minutes of cringe. Uh, Randy Pitchford walked around the like set of the Borderlands movie, and it like it wasn't scripted and that ended up being the worst thing they could possibly do at one point like randy pitchford was like trying to talk to into the camera and talk to all the viewers of e3 and the director of the movie just like walked away because like they were on set and so i'm sure somebody was like calling him over to talk about stuff it was so poorly done and it was just like so cringy and like i hated watching every minute of it but also loved it because like randy pitchford seems kind of like a piece of shit so if you if you well no I didn't I didn't bother I don't I, yeah gearbox <laughs> doesn't really do anything for me good don't uh they showed like the tiny Tina's thing but again we got to see that at the kickoff so it's it's only worth thirty minutes of your time if you want to like point and laugh at Randy Pitchford but it's it's hard it's a hard watch so um cool well oh you said you had a game coming up that you wanted to, that you were ah, excited sorry. for. I just found out that I can get it on my MacBook, so it's not really. I was gonna say Lego Builder's Journey. Okay, well now Which you is... said it. You were gonna say it, and now you said it. Now I said it. <laughs> do, do something about it. Okay. <laughs> That's where you want to go with this conversation. Do something about it. No, I won't. Okay, then let's move on. All right, that does it. Uh, if you want to reach out and tell us what your favorite parts, I think so. I have a Twitter account. Uh, we both have Twitter accounts, but I have a I have a secret Twitter account that has just been waiting. What? Yeah, and I think I might like go like active with it and use it as like the the G the official GGBG Twitter, but it won't be at Good Game Bad Game or at GGBG Podcast or any of that stuff. It's going to be under something completely different, um, and you'll just have to know that that's what it is. So. Maybe I'll put that. Maybe I'll set that to like make that active. Finally, uh, I get notifications constantly. News for you: This thing happened, and I'm like, Brad and Chad wouldn't care about this, but I digress. A little tease. Um, Easy tease. <laughs> but you can uh, hopefully soon reach out and like let us know your thoughts on things. But for now, you can continue to use our personal. Mike, you're still at the Bantalorian. You haven't changed it, and. Uh, uh-huh for now i'm at the basement gamer g-a-m-r so you can feel free to let us know if there's anything that we didn't get to touch on that you're sorely disappointed that we didn't talk about because it was your favorite thing from e3 in the past week by all means um as always if you're listening to us on apple podcasts and you wouldn't mind leaving us a rating and a review be greatly appreciated anywhere else you're listening to us best thing you can do is just share it around uh we really appreciate it all of it and um yeah other than that We'll talk to you next week.